For those of you who crave spring, longer days, warmer temperatures, less rain, we're already one month into winter. For those of you that love winter high school sports action, we've got two months left to get through the winter state championships. And that's why we're here on OSAA Today, the podcast. You have come to the right place. This is OSA Today, the podcast on the iHeartRadio app and RipCityRadio.com slash OSA Today. I am Bob Akamian. This is the place we talk about everything Oregon high school sports taken from the pages of OSA Today. Remember, all you got to do is go to the front page of OSA.org and on the right side, you've got two columns of outstanding coverage of high school sports from all around the state of Oregon. The top half from Jerry Ulmer and our staff writers at OSA Today. And the bottom column has links to great coverage from media all around Oregon and Washington covering high school sports. Every week we lead off with the Oregon High School Coaches Basketball Polls. And in 6A, the mover this week was Jefferson taking over the number one spot. Central Catholic lost a tough league encounter to Clackamas. We have been talking about this Clackamas team for a while, and Clackamas has defeated Central by 10 points last Friday, 71-61. to Big game coming up for the Cavs this week. They will take on Gresham in a game played at Barlow High School this coming Friday night. The big 5A boys game was Tuesday night as Churchill hosted Crater in the Midwestern League. Those two teams number one and four in the 5A poll. The girls polls are also posted. Beaverton number one. They're coming off a big win at Mountainside in the first matchup of the two favorites in the Metro League this year. Mountainside then turned around on Monday and beat Benson in the MLK Invitational. And in 3A girls action, Klatskanai remains number one. They're off to an 11-1 start, which is really not surprising when you consider that Klatskanai returns the entire starting lineup from their state championship team. It's been a smooth start with just one speed bump along the way. Coach John Blanchett is in his second year as head coach, and he is having a lot of fun coaching this team, and in particular, his daughter, one of the standouts for the Tigers. Well, this week you're you're coming up in a rivalry game with Willamina, and you just played a uh, big MOK Day game in Salem against Sutherland, who's ranked number two in the state. So, uh, being the defending champ, you're really in the thick of it now. Yeah, well, yeah, we're we're um, and, you know we're excited to be here. I mean, we uh, you know last year, well, I, I should say uh, so. Last year was my first year coaching, but the year before that, so my daughter's on the team, and. Uh, she was a freshman, um, her and Olivia Sprague, um, two of our strongest players came up as freshmen, and we, you know, Klask and I was kind of um, under the radar, and then they came up, and, and, and they had a, you know, a, a pretty good year, made the state tournament, and then, you know, last year, we got a little more attention, and, you know, really young team um, started four sophomores and either a freshman or a junior, depending on, you know, what, what we wanted to do that night, and uh, so, you know, a lot of growing pains um, with that last year, but then, you know, towards the end of the season, uh, we actually lost the game to, uh, well, mid-season, we lost the game to, um, to uh, it, oh, I'm, I'm drawing blank here, uh, Yamhill-Carlton, which was a good team, but felt we should, you know, we should have won it, and we just, you know, did things that, that 
we should have done differently, and we kind of started to get together. And after that game, we played really well, and then we came up against the Salem Academy, which I felt was uh, was the best team in 3A. And we played them at this very tournament they played last night last year at the MLK tournament, lost by one, thinking, hey, you know, we're we're in the conversation. And then, you know, we went on after that game to win every other game all the way through the state tournament and ended up to be, you know, blessed and lucky enough to – to win the state title. Um, so we had a lot of growth uh, with our team last year. Um, a lot of young ladies, you know, had to had to grow up in a hurry, and, and we really accomplished that. Um, a lot of role players, you know, we expect a lot from from Shelby and, and Olivia, and, and they do, you know, I've got, I'm an analytical guy, so, you know, I've kind of uh, penciled it out, and we do huddle and all the statistics, and you know, typically if we were in a game over 54 points and Olivia and Shelby didn't didn't combine for at least 40, we didn't win it. Now we're starting to figure out like we did last night. I mean, Shelby still had 20, I got 18, but Katie Sizemore, our, our center, um, which is typically a 6 to 10 point a game person, had 21, and teams are really selling out on, on Sprague and Shelby, you know, running, you know, three-on-twos and four-on-twos at times just because, you know, our wings are good players, but they don't shoot it great, so they can get away with that. And uh, and other players are starting to step up. And last night, um, you know, Katie was that player that, that, you know, that helped us get over the hump, and it was a great game, but, you know, and it could have went your way, but we were lucky enough to pull it out. And it's one of those games, you know, they shoot the lights out from outside and, uh, you, uh, I think Olivia was on the bench, so you you had to you had to do it by other means. But that, yeah, we did. That's and, you know, that's, build, isn't it? Well, having your floor, you know, Olivia is kind of our point guard, and Shelby can take that role, which she did at the at the end. But you know, she uh, it's really good with those two, especially because they played you know a lot of basketball, and and it's they're starting to. I mean, everybody wants to score the basketball, but they understand now why that, you know, they're more excited to make the assist. And, you know, like last night, Shelby, you know, Shelby had a good all-around game. I mean, she had 20 and 19 and, and six assists and six steals. But, you know, those assists are huge when people are doubling and stuff. I in the open person, which Katie had, you know, found found some openings and, and got some easy buckets. And, you know, Olivia got in foul trouble, and, and we overcame it. That's our game plan was going into that was, hey, we, we shoot the ball really well. We can't give up the threes. We can't turn it over, and we got to stay out of foul trouble. And in the first half, we did all three of those. But <laughs> lucky enough, we were able to come back in the second half and overcome all that. So, I have to ask you about Shelby. I'm sure she's one of your favorites, not just being your daughter. But well, yeah. But her rebound, i got to ask about the rebound. She had some ridiculous rebounding numbers is she Dennis Rodman does she have that instinct for the ball you know it, it's just it's you know it's it's we call her five nine but she's we'll, we'll give her five eight and a half but you know she's um right now she's averaging 18 point two 18.3 rebounds a game I mean it's tough to get that you know and some and and as a coach and not just her dad you know and I, and I try to treat her just like all the other players and and we have that you know during basketball, it's, it's coach, and you know, and, and at home, it's dad. But we, uh, um, I somewhat, and I just got to be honest with you, take a little bit of that for granted because she goes every, out every night and gets 18 rebounds. You know, what I mean, at, at five eight, and she's people are running at her, knowing that, and trying to keep her off the offensive boards, and um, 
yeah, she just got a she just got a knack for the ball, and and, and it just finds her sometimes. And um, you know, like I say, that that would be a career night for some people, and 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 I sort of expect it. And for us to, you know, she gets a lot of times a, a third to have our rebounds as a team, and, and and at times people just stand around and watch her rebound. We need to get, and we've done better getting more involved. But but yeah, of, of the stuff she does for us, it's just possessions. I mean, you know, twelve of those. 12 to, 13, 12 to 14 of those are defensive rebounds usually of those eight he's averaging right now, and that's possessions, right? And, I mean, it gives us the basketball and, and, and you know, where we can, we can look to score it. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's important for us. And she prides herself on that. You know, I mean, everybody wants to score, and that's cool. But um, she, you know, that's a big deal to her to make sure that she's going for every ball, and, and it's just kind of an instinctive thing. So um, happy to have it for sure because it helps us out. <laughs> You know, we had uh, Kathy Narrow from Beaverton on a couple weeks ago, and of course she's coaching three of her daughters this year, mm-hmm. and uh, and Mary Kay, her oldest, is the leader on the floor of the team, and she talked about bringing it home, and of course this is, that's a very competitive family, and she said, oh yeah, we really practice at the dinner table quite a bit. How does that go in your house? You know, it's funny because um, I, I, we had a the local paper did a did a story here uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was uh, you know uh, parent coaches, and and one of the things, and, and I found myself more before I actually was the you know actual varsity coach at Shelby, and I coached during AAU and, and tournament ball, and you know the rides home were were, were often hey you know just constructive criticism and. Hey, you know, we should have done this and that, or we could do this better. But you did this good, and 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 now it's more mom. I gotta say, you know, all, now because I I, I kind of tell Shelby that hey, in our in our two hours of practice a day, and then if we want to go to the gym and shoot around together, we'll talk about it. But you know, when when we're on the basketball court, it's basketball, and then when we're off, it's it's you know, it's dad and daughter, and we've kind of tried to come to that. And, yeah, we still have a few conversations here and there, or she'll ask me, but I kind of let her, you know, maybe it's her lead on that, like, hey, you know, Dad, what do you think about this or what should we do? You know, she has questions about Sutherland, like, hey, and that we talked about in practice, but maybe an idea or something. So I just think that we, um, you know, it's a good relationship because it's always that, that on the court that, hey, I'm coaching my daughter, but I just – don't treat her any different than any other players. And actually, in, in a lot of times, I probably hold her to a higher standard, which I don't know if that's good or bad, but I know she can take it, so it's easy for me to do. So going into last weekend, you are ranked number one. Uh, Sutherland was ranked number two. What did you learn from that? What do you see in them? Or what are you seeing around the state with the other top teams in 3A? You know, I try to keep a good – I mean, I, I – you know, now with the with the technology we have and, you know, the film out there that you can get and the huddle program, we have the what they call huddle assist, so you can, you know, network with other teams and coaches. And, and I've always been generous that if somebody wants, I, I'm more than willing to give film because I figured, you know, if they really want to see it, they'll come watch anyway. And then in turn, then hopefully if I want something, get it. But, man, there's uh, – Sutherland's a really good team. You know, we're – we're growing in those areas, and we've got two pretty good players, and we're bringing other players along. But you know, they're really they're really tough in five spots. I mean, they shoot it well, and and and, and really four four of their guards shoot it well, and and they have a good post for our level at six one that you know that's that's good inside and can shoot it and score it. And um, 
you know, like I said, that, that game last night could have went either way, and we had a game plan going in, and we stuck with it, and it ended up working in the end. But, man, I'm thinking that's a team that, you know, that we can very well meet up with again, hopefully down the road. And, again, we talk about it every day in practice that it's it's more about the journey than the destination right now, and we, we did that all year last year. It's it, one game at a time, and, and uh, you know, and, and see what the next one brings. But, um you know, we just got to take care of business, and and but I really believe if I had an outlook, the crystal ball that you know Burns, Sutherland, Brookings, Brookings Harbor, it looks like Harrisburg is is really came on this year. Um, OES, I got to say, uh, Oregon Episcopal last year at the state tournament, I believe of the three games that we played, OES was our toughest. The first one, very very good defensive team, um, you know. Had a little trouble scoring it consistently, but this year it looks like that they've figured that out a little bit. And, and uh, so, you know, I don't think anything's safe. I think you got, you know, of the of the eight teams that that may be lucky enough to make it to to Coos Bay. I mean, I think you know it could be a toss up and on a given night, but um, but we're going to work hard to to be there and and, and to you know, to try to do the things we need to do to get back to where we were last year. But, again, we know it's not a given. We know that we got to work every day, and, and we got that target on our back. So there's sometimes people, you know, constitute that as a little extra pressure, but um, but we like to use it as motivation. So that's kind of that's kind of our mindset. And then tell people a little bit about the experience of going to the tournament there. It's been a huge success. That gym is the perfect size venue, people sitting on all four sides, and uh, it is really a big deal for Coos Bay and North Bend to host the 3 A's. Oh, man, I got to tell you, um, it, it it was it's something else for, for these girls to be able to experience that. You know, especially, I, I'm talking from a Klaskenai person that actually went to Klaskenai High School and all we did that for our kids, and, you know, it's, it's, it's building the program from the youth you know, to the junior high, to the high school, and that—that's what I'm really trying to do. What I've tried to do with the, with the tournament and, and the youth programs, and and being able to get our kids, you know, to venues like that because it's just a, well, I gotta tell you, it's a magical experience for us. Last year, um, it, it was something that none of us will ever forget, and and being there and just being involved in it um, would be, you know, would be everything you wanted, but then. You know, at a being able to to, to win a state title, um, it, it was just that that much more. You know, I mean, it, 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 like I say, it was we we call it a magical season, but um, it, it's something. I've been to a lot of state tournaments. I've been to all levels just because I enjoy basketball, and I don't know that there's a better venue where they do more for the teams and 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 make you feel more special than they than they do for that three and Coos Bay, and it's. Uh, you know, I'd really like people to know that, get that out there, because um, you know they don't have to do all that stuff they're doing, and it's just uh, it, it's next to amazing. And you know, there's some great pictures of you online from last year from the championship game, rocking your Jack Ramsey tribute plaid pants. Yeah. What is it? What is it about Dr. Jack that moves you so much? You know what? So I, I'm a big, like I said, I'm kind of an analytical guy, and I try to. You know, I just a basketball junkie, so to speak, buff, and and I just, you know, Jack Ramsey was one of those guys that I just, you know, as a young kid and and, and watching the Trailblazers and and 
just like the stuff he did and, and the person he was. And, you know, it, similar to me with, with John Wooden and some of these guys that uh, one of the guys at a lower level, Danny Miles, that was at Oregon Tech for years, uh, one of the winningest college coaches of all time. Anyway, I, I try to research those guys, see what they do. And, you know, Jack was just one of those things. And, and, and being that we're, you know, red, black, and white, it, it was fitting. And, you know, I told the girls if we – if you know, if we got to that first playoff game that, you know, start the year that, you know, I I dropped some kind of flood for Jack, and then so we, we played Nissa in that first game, and then so I wore him that one game and then told him that I wasn't putting him on unless we made it to the, you know, to the big dance, to the title game. So I had to bring him out again for that Blanchett game, and, and, it, and it seemed to work for us. So, <laughs> so we might have to do it again this year if we can be lucky and blessed enough to get there. You know, every week we select the Wendy's Athlete of the Week, and it's a couple of basketball players, Isabel Weiss from St. Paul Girls Program and Tristan Morris from the Grant Union Boys. You can help honor one of your favorite athletes. Get online to osaa.org slash awards slash athlete of the week. There's dashes between those words, athlete of the week, and nominate your athlete for Wendy's Athlete of the Week. The weather outside may have been frightful last weekend, especially in the Oregon Cascades, but most of the state's dominant high school wrestling programs made it to the Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center in Redmond for another edition of the Oregon Wrestling Classic. And, of course, this is a favorite event of the wrestling community throughout the year because it's dual matches, head-to-head. -head. It's not just a whole bunch of athletes in a bracket like the state meet, but it's team versus team. All sorts of fun to watch and all sorts of strategy as coaches try to put together their best possible lineups of 14 athletes. Jerry Omer has a nice write-up in OSA today. LeGrand continuing its tradition of success in football. A lot of those football players also wrestlers, and they helped LeGrand win the 4A bracket. Other bracket winners, we talked about Culver last week with Coach J.D. Alley. Well, they won their 15th consecutive dual meet title in the 2A-1A competition. Burns was the 3A champion. Crescent Valley, the reigning 5A champ, won its bracket. And then in 6A, the matchup everybody waits for, Newburgh versus Roseburg. Two legendary programs. Roseburg, of course, has been dominating the state tournament in recent years. They finished 1-2 with Newburgh, in fact, the last two years at the Coliseum. But this year at the Classic, Newburg strong in the final, beating Roseburg 51-21. to We visit with Neil Russo, legendary coach of the Newburgh Tigers. Well, first, uh, just your rapid reaction to uh, the results at the Classic. Certainly getting uh, Newburg and Roseburg together in any kind of a championship venue isn't a surprise. So uh, just in, in general, the outcome for you at the end. Uh, yeah, you know, it's... It, seemed like a collision course from the, the very beginning of the tournament. Um, you know, there were other quality teams there and Mountain View, um, you know, Centennial. Um, but we had a handful of teams that didn't make it over there, the, the four and the five seeds in, in Sprague and West Lynn. 
but I think that, you know, we expected to see Roseburg and they expected to see us. And, um, you know, it, it, it was nice to, to have that showdown in the final. And certainly that's kind of, that's become the rivalry in 6A the last couple of years. And it's played out in the state tournament where it's individuals in the bracket. Uh, how different is it though, when it's uh dual and it's guys and their guys? Well, you know, it's, you know, the, the, that event in itself, the, the dual meet format, I think is great for fans. You know, you can sit down, you can watch the 14 weights and, and you don't have to get up and follow kids around the gym and try to find out what mat they're going to be on. And it's one after another. And there's some strategy involved in <clears throat> putting a dual meet lineup out there and uh, trying to get matchups that you want. And so that, that that's always exciting. Uh, it's a it's a target on our schedule. It's a, a big deal. Uh, I think it's the same for Roseburg, and we just appreciate having the opportunity to compete with them in a format like that. And now things will change as we kind of convert to the the tournament focus, and scoring gets a little bit different. And we'll try to keep up with them if we can. Sure. Now, how does that does the duel? But does the duel help you? Uh, I mean, did you did you learn something that helps you think about tournament? Yeah, I think so. You know, we we got some matchups that that we were hoping for, and um, I'm sure that they they did as well. Uh, we will have a little bit different lineup come February, and so will Roseburg. But you know, we're we're looking at trying to get as many kids to that state tournament as we can. And like I said last year. We had a heck of a dual meet with them, and we squeaked it out, 32-31. Our 14 were better than their 14, uh, but their 28 ended up being better than our 28 at the state tournament. So, <laughs> you know, it, it it it's a little bit different animal, but, uh, you know, we feel like, um, you know, we got done what we wanted to get done this weekend. Sure. Well, I know you, I know you love all 14 of your guys. Can you – can you pick out a couple uh, that uh, really stood out for you? Yeah, <clears throat> uh, you know we had we had some great performances all all weekend long, and we got a lot of kids in and out of the lineup. But um, you know, Saturday night against Roseburg, Sophia Redwine at, at 106 is that was our starting weight, and she really set the tone for the dual meet with a, a big win, uh, 6-0, uh, put us on the board early. Um, you know, and then we got a good little run uh, from 138 to 160 uh, where we got four falls in a row uh, from Micah Worthington and Charlie Evans, Gavin Korkiakaki and Hudson Davis. And I I don't know that anyone expected that to happen, but that's one of the great things about a dual meet format is you get momentum and you – uh, kids start to feed off of one another, and it was it was really a good little run there. And that was probably the difference in the duel, I would say. And you look at you know your individuals. I mean, you you seem like you're loaded up at the lower weight. You've got number one guys at least in the polls at you know 26 and 38. Number three guy at 120. So uh, feel like that's going to be a strength of the state tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got some kids that are, are shifting weights here and there, and uh, those polls are fun to look at. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get any kind of a head start or any extra points <laughs> based on <laughs> that. Uh, but, yeah, our, our kids have, have earned that 
that recognition, and now they have to prove it every time they step on the mat. And so far, they're doing a pretty good job of doing that. I know for people that don't or immersed in the the whole weekend of the sport, and you talk about you know how do you win a state championship? I mean, we've seen so many years where it comes down to the wrestlebacks and the guys in the consolation bracket. Something somebody does Saturday afternoon ends up winning the state championship for you. Is that is that always something you're focused on? Is keeping everyone in the game even if they have been knocked out of the championship side? Yeah, absolutely. You know. Um... It's hard for a lot of people to to comprehend. Uh, you know, I talk to track coaches and they can't figure out how you can have six guys in the finals and not win the tournament. And I try to explain to them the consolation scoring, and it's fairly unique to wrestling. But yeah, th- those are are so valuable for those kids to come back and <clears throat> score points in that consolation tournament and add to that team total and to stay in as long as they can and keep piling up those points. And sometimes it becomes a little bit difficult. You know, you have you have kids that didn't go there to get third. Uh, they get their heart broken on day one or early on day two. And, you know, you have to find a way to get them to come back and to contribute to that team effort. And, and as a coach, I think that's that's part of the fun part of it is, is getting these kids to realize that, uh, there is a common goal, and that they are working together. And while it's an individual sport, there's also a team aspect to it. Newburgh is, of course, one of the, the long-running wrestling schools in the state. And uh, it was interesting talking to J.D. Alley over at Culver uh, before the tournament. And, uh, you know, I was asking him, how do you maintain your program even with tradition? And he pointed out, even in, even in a school as small as Culver where you know everybody, he said he still – recruits wrestlers out of the hallways when they're younger. Uh, has, have, have things changed for you? Do you have that pipeline of wrestlers at Newburgh, or are you also looking for if, looking for athletes and maybe kids that will come in, not just from being in a kids' club when they're five years old? Yeah, we, <clears throat> we talk to ninth graders as they come onto our campus, and we try to work with, you know, other sports, uh, especially football in the fall and, and try to encourage those kids, even if they haven't wrestled, to come be a part of our program. And we try to market it as a participation sport where nobody gets cut and you get the opportunity to to compete uh, regardless of your experience level. And, um, you know, obviously the, the kids' club and the, the middle school and junior high feeder programs are, are a big deal. Um, but it's like any other sport, it's a numbers game. And you've got to be able to fill 14 weight classes. And hopefully at the end of the year, you can fill them with two people apiece and and have 28 guys, people going into that district tournament. Um, but, you know, wrestling is a, is a tough sell. Even in a community like Newburgh that does have that kind of tradition, uh, it's hard work. And you're out there by yourself. And, um, you know, it, it's it's – it's a like I said, it's a tough sell to some kids, but we're getting kids and we're having a great time. And um, you know, we have a mix of kids that have been with us for years and kids that are brand new to the program. So it's it's really fun to try to give all of those kids a positive experience in the sport. So uh, obviously, working within your own bracket this weekend, what what other teams were you keeping your eye on? Roseburg, no brainer. You mentioned Sprague didn't make it, and they've got a lot of guys. Uh, who are going to figure, but who, who are the contenders in 6A besides you guys in Roseburg? Well, I think Mountain View, uh, they have a number of outstanding individuals, and they're solid. 
all the way up and down. They wrestled uh, Roseburg in the semifinal over there. Um, Sprague and West Lynn uh, both have outstanding individuals and solid lineups up and down. Um, North Medford, which didn't make it over either. Neither one of the Medford schools made it, and we haven't seen them this year, so we're anxious to, to see that a little bit. Uh, Aloha is right there. Sherwood, which was in our our uh, bracket on, on day two and in our league, so we've seen them a couple of times. And, you know, the interesting thing about wrestling is it, you may not have an outstanding dual meet team, but it'll, it only takes three or four individuals to put you – uh, in the money in in that individual tournament. Uh, so, like I said, the dual meet season is it's not over. We still have dual meets to wrestle, but now the focus becomes on that tournament. And, uh, those are the teams that you know we expect to see in there. But then you have individuals from all different kinds of programs that upset that mix. So it's a it's a pretty complex formula to to win that state title. And speaking of wrestling, don't forget to take a look at our piece this week. Take five with Echo Stanfield wrestler, Caitlin Lemon. Now that's all the time we have this week. The podcast has to now go outside and shovel the path. Safety first. I'm Bob Akamian. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time on OSA Today, the podcast. (laughs) 